Hey you! Welcome to the Muzzles Mascara Motherhood Podcast. A podcast for the woman who recognizes that fitness is way more than a dress size or a number on the scale. Who refuses to diminish her uniqueness to fit in and who recognizes that motherhood is her superpower, not the death knell to her body or life goals. I'm your host, I'm Lola Bodiogudipwe, a fitness communicator, coach, wife and mom of two. On every episode of this podcast, you're going to be informed, inspired, and invigorated to take action as we talk about topics ranging from nutrition, mindset, exercise, motherhood, and the ever-changing definitions of beauty. If your goal is to be the healthiest, fittest version of you, who is confident and comfortable in her skin and empowered in all her roles, especially motherhood, you're in the perfect place. Let's do this. Today's topic, nobody's escaping. We are all there, all the both of us are going to find ourselves in this topic. <laughs> Today we are talking about the 10 kinds of dieters there are. Yes, the 10 kinds of dieters there are in this world. Dieting is such a fascinating topic to me because it spans literally a woman's life. Now I know there are some of you, because I'm not going to say some of us, I'm not inclusive, right? There's some of you who have never really worried about your weight, maybe until later in life, right? Meanwhile, some of us, at a young age, right, we were aware of our size and our bodies and then later on got the hang of it. Meanwhile, some people never had issues with their weight before and then they grew up and adulting and childbirth and motherhood and age and everything just, you know, threw their bodies out of work and they started dieting. Whichever way, dieting is a topic that spans the spectrum of literally all ages of womanhood, right? You will hear a 16-year-old talking about dieting. Girls in their 20s, women's in their 30s, 40s, you will hear 60-year-olds, yes, talking about dieting and weight loss and worrying about the menopausal spread and all that, right? And it's something that is so fascinating to me because I'm like, how much of our lives do we spend on dieting, on focusing on, oh my gosh, I've added weight, I've lost weight, I've added weight, I've lost weight, right? And for me, a solution always comes when you identify the problem. So today we are talking, we're looking at the 10 kinds of dieters there are. Find yourself, just find yourself wherever you fit in. For some of us, and I'm saying some of us, because myself included, will find out that we tend to exhibit the characteristics of more than one. We now lump it all together. Ha! Dieting, um, how do I put it? You know, unmatched, unlimited. <laughs> pro max, yes, dieting pro max and all that, right? So when we look at this kind of diet, because we see, Patterns. Patterns always tell the story. We all have patterns that we exhibit in different areas of our lives. And when it comes to weight loss and fitness, it is no different. So today's episode is going to be short and sweet and I'm going to run through it. Identify yourself in one of them or several of them. And this is where true mastery and power comes from. Because when you recognize that, okay, this is how I behave or when it comes to dieting and nutrition and all that, right? Then I can start to take control of it. The first one we're going to talk about are weekly dieters. This one's <laughs> every Monday, new week, new me. I am starting. They are always starting a diet on Monday. They are always starting diets on Monday. Like they'll be so good. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all dialed in. Like everything is going on well. They are eating in quote clean. They are not snacking. I'm not saying snacking is bad, but this is part of the quote, rules for this kind of people, right? They are doing everything well. Then, 
Friday night comes. Ha, Netflix and chill. Netflix and chilling. Netflixing and chilling. And the whole weekend, they literally eat back everything that they abstain from over the week. And it's kind of like an uncontrollable slope and just can't help themselves. And then by Sunday, they are feeling so bad. And like, okay, you know what? I'm Monday. Monday. Mon I'm starting again on Monday. New week, new me, right? That's the first kind of diet we're looking at. The second one, we're looking at at yo-yo dieters. We're very familiar with this one for most people, right? This one's most times, this kind of people engage in extreme dieting, cycles of extreme dieting, like they 1,200 calories on point. They do it, do it, do it, and then it gets to a point and they can't do it anymore. Then they go on a cycle of binging, like eating, eating literally everything in sight. Like the week deal, weekend though, mm -mm. they're just eating uncontrollably, right? And then another cycle will come and they're like, okay, you know what? I'm starting another diet. Then they go and restrict extremely. And then the cycle continues and this cycle can continue for years. Those are the yo-yo dieters. The third kind of dieters are the um, night eaters. Now, this is a contrast to the weekly dieters. You know, weekly, Monday through Friday, they're good, and then weekend happens. This one, over the course of the day, everything is on point. At times, they say, oh, I'm not even eating. I didn't eat till what time? I didn't eat till this. They do good very well over the course of the day, and then nighttime comes, and they eat back all the calories they abstain from over the course of the day. Like that night time is the when it's like, oh my gosh, the day is fine. Now the day is over, night is drawing. <laughs> and they are there and they're like, oh my gosh, you know what? I just want to eat. Then they eat. They eat the main meal and then the snacks start. And they eat, eat, eat like that. And then the next morning they start again. And so these are the weekly dieters, yeah? Then the restrictive dieters. The restrictive dieters are those ones who like cut off food groups. Most often. Ah. I'm doing keto. I can never eat carbs. Oh, fat is bad. Oh, rice is bad. This is bad. That is bad. Right. And they cut off essential food groups. And these ones worry me quite a bit because they, we have food groups for a reason. We have macronutrients for a reason. We have the carbs, the fats, the protein for a reason because they do different things in the body. They're essential to the body for different reasons. And these ones, they're like, okay, the ones that, ah, I can never eat swallow is bad. Rice is bad. This is bad. So the restrictive diet, they have fear of certain foods they're also the ones who tend to label who tend to give um attributes to food characteristics uh, food good bad uh, this is bad this is good this is bad this is good the fifth one are the healthy overeaters a lot of people fall into this category unknowingly because they're like coach i'm eating healthy but i cannot seem to lose weight and the reason they can't seem to lose weight is because they're just not in a caloric deficit even when they are eating healthy and in quote air quote here as clean as possible so you have them they're loading up on the avocado they're loading up on the oil they're loading up on the nuts they're doing this because it's health it's all healthy but those foods are examples of foods that are calorie dense now hear me i'm not saying they're bad they're just calorie dense and we have to eat them appropriately to achieve a calorie deficit which is the only way we can lose weight so we have the healthy overeaters you have them they eat salads all the time but the salad can be 1005 calories right they eat the healthy foods but they are not practicing portion control and so they have an issue losing weight Right, what number are we on? I've even forgotten, but I know I'm going to get to 10. <laughs> then we have the impatient dieter. Oh my gosh. Ha. Coach, can I lose 10 kg in five days? I need to lose 10 kg in the next seven days. My wedding is in one month. I want to lose 50 kg. 
the impatient dieters, like they want everything to happen now, now. And what happens then is that they go to extreme measures to lose weight or they keep switching from diet to diet. Ah, this one is not working. This is where God is now. Your right people will understand what I said. Meaning this is where the solution is now. This is where God, ah, this one is not working. Let's move here. This one. And so you see them hopping from program to program. And I come in contact with this kind of people a lot. When they, someone approaches me, or oh, I want to sign up, or oh, I'm having issues. I've done this. Then when they start listening, I've done this program. I've worked with this coach. I've worked, I'm um, like, um, bad market. <laughs> because these are impatient. No matter how expert you are as a coach, no matter what you know, they are not going to be patient enough to learn from it. The impatient dieters, the one, the results, the quick fixes. They're the ones who see the transformation pictures on Instagram. Like, how many days did it take to achieve this? How long? Did, that's their focus. They just want to lose the weight as fast as possible. Then we have the willpower dieters. These ones, they don't want to learn anything. Mm -mm. They don't want to learn anything. They don't want to understand portion control. They don't want to understand, um, you know, me, um, meal timing. They don't want to understand food intake. They don't want to understand how to balance food. They don't want to understand how sleep. All that one, all this one that means saying is story. I'm just going to use my willpower to diet. And you remember, I'm always saying it, willpower is a very finite source. It is going to run out. It is not something that we can keep taxing and taxing and taxing again, right? It will run out because again, willpower is something we use in all areas of our lives, not just for dieting. And so when it comes to this, you might use the first half of the willpower for dieting for the first one week, two weeks. At the end of it, man, you're tapped out because it then becomes very taxing to keep up with. And so you have the willpower dieters who don't want to build discipline. They don't want to build habits. They don't want to understand, you know, the, the basics of, um, sustainable weight loss and all right. And so they continue that way. Then we have the emotional eater. The emotional eater here and i like oops i'm so sorry my my hands keep hitting the mic i'm so sorry if i did a boom in your ear just now <laughs> the emotional eaters these are the ones who respond to um circumstances stressful circumstances in their lives with food and we're all emotional eaters to a large extent right for a very few group of people they don't eat for a lot of us we respond because food makes us feel good like it, it makes us feel good it makes us um you know, um, feel better in the moment. And our brain knows that, that when she eats this, she tends to feel good. And if you've listened to the podcast on stress, you understand that stress is really a mental thing for a lot of us. And so the brain immediately wants to bring some relief to that stress. I've done, I did it again. Wants to bring a relief to that stress. And so we reach for food, right? And then most times we tend to reach for the highly palatable foods that can provide quick bursts of energy, like high sugar foods and all right so that is the emotional eater the next kind of eater that we have is the inconsistent dieter or exerciser this person <laughs> this person would do it well like have bursts of motivation for a period of time do it very well and then they can go off so maybe they do the diet they do everything well they're consistent for three weeks one month and then for the next two months they're like, well, I can't come and die. I can't do anything. Then they just drop it. And then you see them, they come back to it. And like, okay, this time around, I'm ready. It's going to be different. They do it for another one month. Go off again. And then that cycle continues. The inconsistent dieter. And then we have the last one. I call this one the perpetual dieters. Forever dieters. If you've ever heard me say it, or you've never heard me say it, listen, you cannot be in a weight loss 
on a weight loss journey forever. It is not sustainable. It is not healthy and it does not work. But for most of us, we're in a constant cycle of weight loss. We're in a constant cycle of trying to eat in a caloric deficit. We're in a constant cycle of just trying to trim that body down. And so you have these people, they are constantly on a weight loss journey. There are some people you talk to, they are forever on a diet, always on a diet, always trying to restrict food, always because a woman's uh, a person, but I'm talking to women, right? Your journey should be broken into different parts. You have parts of maintenance. You have parts of bulking. You have parts of cutting, right? You have parts where you're trying to lose fat. You have parts where you're trying to maintain. You have parts where you're trying to build muscle. Your journey should be periodized. But these people, uh-uh, they are constantly on the cut, always trying to lose, look for how to cut fat, always trying to look for how to lose weight, right? And so now that I know that you've given me a bombastic side eye, right? <laughs> You're giving me bombastic side eye. I'm like, why is she talking to me? Why is she talking at me? What, what, what? Now let me give some tips for dieting in general, regardless of what kind of dieter you are or what kind of diet you go on, right? Number one is to focus on sustainable changes. For a lot of us, we need to move our mindset from short-term diet to sustainable lifetime changes. So it's not, you can't cut out rice forever. You can't, you, a lot of us can't cut out swallow forever. You look at it that how do I learn how to incorporate this kind of foods in my life in a way that helps me to achieve my goal and maintain my joy <laughs> because life without rice, there's no joy there. Second one is we learn to manage stress. This goes for especially emotional eaters. Look for other stress management um, techniques that doesn't always require us reaching for food to feel better, right? Moderation will be easing, will be easing. We don't have to eat everything. We don't have to eat everything at saying no is okay at times. Saying no to the small chops, to the chocolate. Excuse me, is okay at times. It's not every time that we see something or we have the urge for something that we need to eat it. We need to start building up that, you know, that bank of um, discipline, of being able to say no. And it doesn't mean that you, you can never eat it. It's just not all the time. Adopting moderation. Of course, stress management. Done a whole podcast on this. Stress management is key because that also keys into how we can regulate our um, appetite and cravings and all, right? Let's now also look at nutrient density. In fact, the podcast is coming up on this, so I'm not going to sit much, too much on it. We can be eating and not really getting nutrients. And our body needs nutrients. And so when we're not getting nutrients, and this speaks to the people who cut out food, the restrictive dieters, if your body is not having enough of a certain nutrient that it needs, for example, fat, right? Our body needs fat to for our hormones, and all that, right? And we're not eating enough. It's still going to be craving it, looking for it in one way or the other. And this can cause us to, you know, um, have health issues or be craving food to eat, right? And then expectations. This is especially for uh, my sharp sharp fast fast MMM. You know, <laughs> multi level marketing Ponzi scheme dieters, the impatient ones, right? Realistic expectations. You're not going to lose five kg of fat in one week, in two weeks, even. I'm talking about fat, not weight on the scale, which could be water and more dangerously, muzzle, right? So to be patient, to set realistic expectations and to work on how to be consistent. Look for a modality of dieting that you can be constant 
consistent ways. Again, I, I'm always using rice because rice is very, very important to me. Right? <laughs> it's very important to me. So I cannot have a diet or a way of eating that cuts out rice. Look for something that is sustainable that you can be consistent with. Leave all those quick fixes thinking aside because they do more harm than good in the short and long run. You might quickly go down on the scale. You might quickly lose an inch or two, but I promise you that weight is going to come back with a vengeance because what you did was not sustainable and it puts your body in a state that it is now not willing to lose weight based on past experiences. Also, emotional awareness. This, this um, works very well for, especially for the emotional eaters, right? To be aware of our emotions, what exactly is going on and to find other ways to deal with them. This one will help us to recognize the emotions and the occurrences, the triggers for emotional eating. So a bit of emotional mastery will help in this regard. Also mindful eating, taking control of what we are eating. Do you understand? Not just eating anyhow, not just eating anything we see. Is this food in line with my goals? Is this food, you know, healthy for me? Is it appropriate for me or at the moment, right? Again, small chops. Is it, it's, it's Monday morning, Monday morning. And you probably have, um, what's it called? Indulged over the weekend. They brought small chops to you. You can say no, or you can take it and keep and keep for weekend when you just want to chill. I'm not talking about cheat meals. No, you just want to indulge a bit and all, right? So mindful eating, be mindful of what it is that we're eating. Remember that dieting, for weight loss particularly, if we want it to be effective, it has to be enjoyable, right? It has to be sustainable. And it has to be something that is accessible. So start that way, the way that you mean to finish, right? Also, remember to create a routine that works for your meals, planning, prepping, preparing ahead, right? These are the things that serve as the basis of a sustainable, right? I'm picking my words because I want to, I want to set a clear picture as much as possible. This is a short episode, but I trust that it will be powerful and it will provoke some thinking in us. Whichever area you find yourself in, whichever kind of diet you find yourself in, as what did I just say? You get what I'm saying, Jerry. Whatever kind of dieting modality you find yourself as restrictive, emotional, willpower, whatever it is, or the different parts, this is speaking to your pattern. You have a pattern. And when you recognize your pattern, then it is easier for you to break it and take control over it and then take back your power so that you start seeing those results that you want. Thank you for hanging with me. As usual, if you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot, share on Instagram, let me know, share with somebody who you know will find this, somebody you've been trying to tell since about these things. Just, just forward the um, episode to them and let them hear it for themselves, all right? As usual, I've enjoyed recording this. I appreciate you listening to me and I will speak to you soon.